Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center, family-owned and operated, a no-pressure, laid-back atmosphere, and always home of the free maintenance for life. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas-owned, Arkansas-operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, guys. <laughs> I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy Chuck and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. Ty's got good hair. Good morning, Chuck. Guys, how's it going? Man, it's uh, it's going. How down. was uh, how was Mardi Gras, Ty? It was great. You're Chuck. back in one piece. Back in one piece. I uh, had a great weekend, full of uh, wholesome fun all weekend, Chuck. Well, that's good. I'm glad you uh, glad you got that out of your system. Uh, last time. Last time in the system, but uh, got a chance to watch some Arkansas sports in addition to having some fun down there in Solard and uh, was not disappointed at all. You beat Texas in baseball, you smack Oklahoma State, and then you just took it to the Florida Gators on Saturday. Yeah, Saturday particularly. The basketball game was good. Basketball team played really well, and um, you know, it was nice to have a day like that. There have been some struggles. I mean, there have been some days where uh, – you know, at the end of the day, it's like, wow, um, what's you know, what's going to happen over the next week or two? But it was nice to have a day like that, and I think everybody enjoyed it. And team played well and got a little confidence back, and got a chance to play tomorrow night. And then you got two really toughies coming up. He mixed up the starting lineup for the first time in a while. Anthony Black, Nick Smith Jr., Devontae Davis, Jordan Walsh, and Makai Mitchell were the starters. Now, a good chunk of guys, eight guys in, I guess, and it was more than eight because you got some guys at the tail end, but there's a bunch of guys you can point to and say, well, they had a really good game, starting the game with Jalen Graham. He's got these Kevin McHale counter moves down, and 12 of 15, no Colin Castleton protecting the rim. Guys, Jalen was awesome on Saturday. Yeah, you know, they call him Spin Cycle. I don't know if you guys know that, which is a pretty good nickname for him when you watch him down there. he's uh, He took advantage. I thought that was the big thing Arkansas did Saturday was they took advantage. I mean, they've known since the middle of the week, or they knew since the middle of the week that Castleton wasn't going to play. Um, yeah, I frankly wondered at times, and I, I, I'm going to be anxious to see what Florida does moving forward, just from my own curiosity. Um they still run their offense. They ran their offense Saturday the same way they ran it with Castleton in there. They ran it through Jatobo, and it, it just didn't work. And, you know, Arkansas knew there were going to be periods out there where they were really small. And, um, you know, they shot a lot of threes Saturday. They haven't been because Castleton's been their offense. He's been their defense. He's been everything. And I just thought they looked like a team that was lost on Saturday, and, and Arkansas took advantage, and they didn't have an answer for Graham. They, uh, they had no answer for Graham inside. You mentioned them being small. Saw Jalen a couple times after he scored a bucket was doing this down the court where he's putting his hand to the floor saying too small they they couldn't guard him. But for Florida, what I didn't understand, I was telling Tommy this, Chuck, they didn't really switch up the defense. I thought that at some point they were going to run some zone against Arkansas, but Golden never really changed any of that. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know that it would have mattered. Frankly, I, I mean, I, I don't. Uh, I just think Florida was outmanned in every way, and Arkansas took advantage of the matchups that they had. And 
Um, you know, they uh, it 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 might have worked. I don't know how much zone they play. They've not played a lot, and you know, there again, you can go into that zone, but Castleton. You know, Castleton was the guy. He was the one that protected that 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 rim. And you know, the thing that happened over and over and over again was they just didn't have the 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 quickness. They didn't have the uh, the 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 footwork inside to handle Graham. And um, maybe a zone would have helped him. I don't know. But um, Arkansas was just better Saturday. Yeah, and it's it was kind of interesting how the start of each half went because Arkansas falling behind is overstating it. But Florida had the lead in the ball game the first eight or ten minutes and then Arkansas worked its way into a halftime lead then Chuck they come out and we heard the highlight coming back bumping back 17 to 2 run and that was more about defense than it was the 17 for Arkansas uh, that they put on the board they just they were smoking def- defensively that first yeah. eight or ten minutes yeah they just smothered them and you contrast that with what happened in the first seven or eight minutes of the half down in College Station. I mean, it was a complete, you know, it was, it, it was just a complete reversal. And, um, you know, again, I, I just I just don't think Florida had any answer. And I don't know, you know, when you lose your best player like that, there's something psychological that happens. And mm-hmm. Florida, to me, just looked like a team that was, uh, they were really unsettled all day. I would have felt so bad for little Mariah Musselman if they had lost on Saturday because it was her 13th birthday on Saturday night. Can you imagine how ticked <laughs> off Muss would have been if they would have lost and having to go to that birthday party? But he looked happy as a clam. He was joking about that in the presser. He's like really excited about that. But I was happy for the team and for her because I don't think she wanted her dad mad think that was at her birthday thought. party. That was <laughs> everybody's what, first He thought. mentioned that in the post-game press conference. Yeah. I was like, well, good. Mariah will have a happy dad at her birthday party on Saturday night. I'm sure they had a much better time. I have no doubt about that. <laughs> I have no doubt. Yeah, so it uh, I, that, that would have put a damper on things, but I, I would imagine they'd still cut the cake. I, I bet you the cake and ice cream would have gotten eaten either way. But, uh, boys, you're, you're seventh in the in the conference standings right now this morning at 7-7. Uh, at seven and seven. You got to go. You just can't have an zero and two week. That that that's that's the bottom line, and you can't lose to Georgia because of where they're at in the net rankings and what that could could mean. But bottom line is, if you can have a, at minimum two one and one weeks, guys, you're you're nine and nine, and I think that'll finish you somewhere around maybe sixth in this league. You've already got four teams ahead of you that have at least nine wins already, so uh, it's going to probably be harder to do any better than fifth, and going to have to have a lot of things to fall right to probably get even better than that. Well, you got to beat Georgia first off, yep. and uh, that's 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 kind of where they are. Uh, they're not. Um, I mean, look, they lost at home to Mississippi State on a Saturday, so nothing's guaranteed. I mean, you got to go out and play, and every team out there has got a great game in them. And um, I can remember, I don't remember the year, but I remember Georgia coming in here one time and winning a game. So um, you know, you got to uh, you know you got to go play, and I think they'll play well tomorrow night. And I think defensively, if they can continue to play the way they're playing defensively, I think they've got a shot in the two road games. What y'all think about Kentucky beating Tennessee? On Not Saturday? surprised. Not uh, surprised. I mean, uh, every week's different, and it's one of those things where, again, sometimes some teams just seem to have the other one's number, and it kind of seems like Kentucky's got Tennessee's number this year. That's a big rivalry. You know, if, if, if you follow your SEC basketball history, that's a that's a big rivalry in basketball, and um, I'm not surprised. You know, Kentucky's still good. Hey, nobody better take the game at Bud Walton Arena for granted. 
because uh, that's 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 going to be a dogfight. They get Florida at the right time on Wednesday. They they being Kentucky mm-hmm. play Auburn at home on Saturday, and then their final two is Vanderbilt and of course the Razorbacks. So um, yeah, I mean they're at nine wins right now and looking to to probably finish in that in that top two or three spot. They could they could still make some noise there that, that people are. Uh, are forgetting about them. right now. They're tied for third. Vandy got a big win. They hit a buzzer beater against Auburn. They're eight and six overall. Stackhouse has done a pretty decent job in conference play with them. Well, Liam Robbins is the most dominant player in the conference right now. I'm not saying he has been all year. He's the most dominant player in the league right now, and a lot of it goes back to the game that we played over there. You know, he was in foul trouble, and he came back in the second half. He was the key to that ball game. He's not going to be the player of the year, I don't think. But right now. He's the most dominant player in the league. Yeah, they got Vanderbilt's got three of three of their last four. You'd call very winnable ball games. They they go to Kentucky next week, but this week they get LSU on the road. They get Florida at home, like we we're saying. Florida possibly a good time to catch them. Mention the Kentucky game, then they close with Mississippi State. So you know. Good chance at some they, can, point, they could win three of their last four. Well, at some point, people are going to start talking about what Vanderbilt has to do to get into the NCAA tournament. Now, that probably includes either winning the SEC tournament or getting to Sunday. Um, because, you know, they're at 14 wins right now. They got some bad 15. losses. Uh, 15, all right. They got some bad losses. So, But Vanderbilt right now is not the team I would want to play. Uh, because of the way Robbins is playing, they're a uh, they're they're a threat to win every time they play. They've won five in a row. They're, yeah. You look at the streaks; they're on a five game win streak. As is A and M in this league right now, so they're as hot as anybody. And they're living a charmed life. I mean, they had a buzzer beater to beat Tennessee, and they had another buzzer beater Saturday to beat Auburn. I mean, sometimes you got to get a you know you got to get a little bit lucky. And right now they're getting a little bit lucky. I, I felt like when we were over there. And, and I know people were really disappointed by that loss. And I was one of those people that, honestly, in December, I thought, you know, Stackhouse is going to get fired at the end of this year. But I thought when we played him over there, when Robbins was on the floor, they're good enough to beat anybody in our league. And they've proven that, you know. Uh, save for Alabama, I mean, everybody thought Tennessee was right there with them. Shines a little bit off of them right now. But um, Vanderbilt's playing as well as anyone right now. Uh, they, uh, they're not a team, like you're saying, that a lot of people want to contend with. And with a favorable schedule down the stretch that Tommy brought up, they have a chance to set themselves up. We're getting closer to the seeding-wise. Bama is going to be the number one seed in the SEC tournament. At this point, it's going to be really tough for Arkansas to play first on Friday and get two buys. It's looking like they're going to start out in the SEC tournament on Thursday. Well, now, hang on a minute. Are we sure Alabama is going to be the number one seed? Texas A&M's a game back. You saying Arkansas doesn't have a prayer down there? You saying nobody's got a chance to beat Alabama? Here's their schedule. They play. I mean, they're they're. I mean, they're only a game ahead. They get South Carolina. I think we'd we'd chalk that up as probably a win for Bama. You never know. But they, mm-hmm. they go to South Carolina Wednesday night. Uh, that's a road game for Alabama. They play Arkansas next Saturday at home. We, we know about that game. Then their final two are Auburn and A and M. So I think it's gonna be interesting. That that's gonna be. I don't Where do they play A and M? Where do they play A and M? Old little place station. called little place okay. called College Station. All right. yeah, well, I mean that's 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 what I'm saying. Now, look, I think Alabama is the best team of the league, and and mm-hmm. Ty, if I was betting right now, I would bet Alabama would be the number one seed in the conference tournament. But A and M's only lost two games. Yep. 
They've only lost two conference games. They're twelve and two for crying out loud, and, and um, they can they can still catch them. That's to I, your I, point. Here's yeah. their schedule. Here's A and M's schedule. Two Mississippi State uh, on Saturday. That'll be tough. Uh, then they play Ole Miss, and then their final their game their schedule's a little different. They only got three games left in their schedule than Alabama. So can't tell you why, but that's what it is. They didn't play in the Big Twelve SEC. Yeah, they didn't play right. in the right. SEC Big Twelve. So, yeah. Mississippi State, Ole Miss, and then Alabama. And so. Chuck, to your point, A and M is yet to lose at home all season long. Yeah. Bama has to travel. They lost in Knoxville earlier this season. That is going to be a tough game. So maybe I'm looking ahead too much. Well. Now, let me say this. Alabama's won three conference games by 40 or more. So, I mean, Alabama's proven to be the best team in the league. There's no doubt about that. But they still have to go down there. And if it's a one-game cushion, I mean, if they only have a one-game cushion when they go there, uh, I'll tell you what, it'd be hard to bet against A&M that day. Mm-hmm. That'll be a, uh, Nashville's going to be very interesting for the SEC tournament because there are going to be some teams like Vanderbilt that you brought up they are going to be vying just to get in the tournament, might have to win the tournament to make it, and then some other teams that are just trying to help their seed line. Now, we I think we've discussed this before. It's the SEC tournament, it, It's you can't, it's very difficult because they almost have like their thought process made up, right? The selection, but unless someone actually wins it and gets that automatic bid, I mean, how much can you really help your seed line during the SEC tournament, you guys think? Well, that's a good question, and I think it varies. Generally speaking, I don't know that you're going to improve it all that much. Some teams would. Like, for example, we were just talking about Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if A&M finishes a game back of Alabama, then they make a run to Sunday. Um, they probably improve their seating. Um, you know, I think when you look at Arkansas right now, um, everything you see in terms of bracketology, I know there's, I think Jerry Palm's got them at 11, but most people have them 10. You know, I've seen them nine. Um, they may settle if they get hot. They may get up to number eight, possibly, I guess. Um, you know, you just don't know how that's going to go. But your point in that when you get to Nashville, teams have sometimes different things on their agenda provided Alabama does not collapse over the next two weeks they're going to be a number one NCAA seed regardless of what they do in that conference tournament they could get to Friday they could get the bye to Friday and lose Friday they'd still be a number one seed in the NCAA tournament so um, no you're not going to move up a big you know a big amount unless maybe you're a team like Texas A&M who despite the fact they're 12 and 2 most most brackets have them, you know, I've not seen them any better in a 10 seed. You know, and the, I think the best bracketology is to look what the committee put out themselves. And I know we're going to talk about it later on, but I want to make the point with net rankings. And I point to them a lot. I think they're a reference point. But here's the here's the counter to that, that they're not the end-all, be-all. Tennessee is projected as a three seed uh, or, or, or is in the, the committee. They're a three seed in the committee's release here, all right? Mm-hmm. So this is what the committee, the judge and jury is saying. Tennessee has been in the top three or four all year long in the net rankings, and this morning they're number three in the net rankings. But it, you'd think that well, that'd be a one seed, right? Well, no, that's a you know. So it it's just part of the equation. You got to balance everything else out. Arkansas, like I said, in a lot of people's projection, nine to eleven, they're the third best team in the SEC. They're top twenty in net ranking. Mm-hmm. So net matters to a degree, but you know, in the end, when you look at what they've done with Tennessee. I would have thought Tennessee would have been higher than a three seed, according to the committee at this point. If you've got the right, you know, this is going to be something that people don't agree with, but if you've got the right people on the committee, you don't need those computers very much. 
I mean, they're a reference point. But if you got the right people on the committee, um, you don't need a lot of that stuff that people talk about every day. If you got basketball people there, pass the eye test. I mean, to me, that's uh, – I know there's net stuff, and I know people make too much or too big a deal about what happened in November and December. But um, if you got the right people on there – that net stuff is not as prevalent as we think. So let me ask you something about that. Give me just a second. First, let me remind you that the Umbrella Flash Mob Jr. is the rig to take along for cold water bass fishing or some crappie fishing as well. The Umbrella Flash Mob Jr. is the best at um, to lure and to duplicate small schools of shad and can be worked from the top water column all the way to the bottom. So whether it's a bass tournament or you're just having some fun on the lake for the weekend, take her along the Umbrella Flash Mob Jr., Walmart, Bass Pro Shops Academy, LureNet.com, and tackle stores all over the place, the Umbrella Flash Mob Jr. So you mentioned the eye test there, and I agree with you, and you hope you do have the right people. So let's talk about Arkansas. If Nick Smith comes back, or, or, as Nick Smith has come back and has now entered the starting lineup and begins to play better, you you hope, if he makes Arkansas look like a different team, does, does the committee maybe view Arkansas in a little better light? And maybe that does bump you a little bit. Because now you are a different team with Nick Smith Jr. back. It's possible. You know, it's possible. I, I don't think it bumps him up a seed line, for example. I, I don't think you look at a team and go, well, they've, they've earned a nine seed, but they've got a good player back, so we're going to bump them up to eight. First off, that wouldn't matter because you're still playing the same team anyway. But I don't think you bump them up enough to move them, uh, move them too much. Um, you've still got to respect what's happened during the season. Now, I think they put way too much emphasis on what are termed bad losses in November and December. Um, I think they put way too much emphasis on what they call good wins in November and December. But that's that's the way it's set up. Let's hear what Musk said about Nick Smith, and then I'll give you my opinion on that, Tommy. Well, things not wanting to work this morning. We'll come back to that. All right. So Let's go you, straight to your opinion, Tommy. Okay, it's just yeah. straight to it. It's what people want to know anyway. That's right. If they go to Tuscaloosa or Knoxville and win... If not both, then yes, because that shows that this team is different. Because earlier in the season or midseason, they weren't doing that. They didn't show any capability outside of going to Rupp in South Carolina. That I mean, he, one of their, he's and missed that's nineteen games. Yeah, I mean, when you miss nineteen games and then you come back and you're different. I mean, they there is have, something that's changed. They would have to go three and run or four and zero, oh, and then do something in the tournament for that. For your logic to be heavily weighted on the committee's mind and in that and like you said i'm not making a how, prediction i'm just asking a question that if if that unfolded if they went three and one or four oh down the stretch and win a couple of games do you have to consider arkansas somewhat of a different team with nick smith jr back and healthy well i mean if you go five and one six and you know what you're talking about there in terms of your record i mean whether you got nick smith there or not you're going to jump up. I mean, if Arkansas wins at Tennessee and Alabama, or if they go three and one, as you say, in this last stretch and make a run to Sunday in the, uh, um, you know, in the conference tournament, I mean, whether it's Nick or not, I mean, you're going to move up. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, clearly he would be, you know, a tangible, easy, easy to measure difference maker. And you'd want to look at the box score and probably be able to point to some better numbers other than the 31 minutes, you know, 0 for 4 shooting from three-point range didn't, didn't excite you into 10 points, probably doesn't excite you. But, you know, if he starts to find his own here and you're talking 15, 20 points and, um, you know, I, I just, you talk about the eye test and I agree with you. How does a committee not put some value on that? Well, if you win games with him. Yeah. But if you don't, 
I mean, there's no value. So, and 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 if and if you win those games, I mean, you're going to move up anyway. I understand what you're saying, but I don't, I don't, I don't think because Nick Smith Jr. is a star, because Arkansas has won some games. I mean, they lost the first two games he came back. I guess what I'm trying to say is, do you weigh those games more heavily than the 19 he missed? Do you, do you put a little more weight on what happened down the stretch with him? I just don't think the committee looks at Arkansas and the first thing they think is Nick Smith Jr. And what's his status? I, I don't. I don't. I don't think that's the first thing that they think of. Well, by God, they should. You know, <laughs> if they win, they should. <laughs> well, look, if they win, I mean, if they, as you say, if they go three and one, I mean, they're gonna. Um, but we are at the point in the season where wins and losses, in terms of you know making big jumps either way, I mean, we're just not seeing that. I mean, because, and I know Florida's not a team that you would say, you know. Is going to be in the. They're in the same conversation as Arkansas in a lot of ways right now, as far as record. And the, the, but losing Castleton's an example. Of, hey, if you lose a key player, that is the heart and soul of your team. The converse of that should be true. You know. Well, but we're not. I mean, Arkansas didn't win Saturday because of Nick Smith. There's not a single game they've won this year that you can say they won that game because of Nick Smith. Correct. Um, so there's just nothing out there to indicate that. You know, the committee, when they look at Arkansas, is going to think, man, they got Nick Smith Jr. back. Well, that, that's why the question was if these things happen. They haven't happened yet. So if they happen, we'll. I hope know. they do, man. Yeah. You're bringing that into the equation. I hope they do. I hope they can win somehow in Tuscaloosa or win somehow in Knoxville. That's just asking a lot for two teams that are pretty much deadly at home at some point. But you got to win tomorrow night first against the Georgia Bulldogs. And like we were talking about earlier, I, I think a lot of fans and I, I i did it i'll be honest i took mississippi state for granted i was like nick's back they're gonna wipe the floor with these guys and they didn't do that and that was a saturday game too it's not gonna be as same crowd that you'll have tomorrow night in budwell arena well you know as we've seen crowds are great and they help you but that's not the end all be all i mean they can have a big crowd tomorrow night and still lose you can have a small crowd and still win um you know crowds important but let's not overstate the importance i mean you got to go out there and play Players got to play. So, I mean, it's going to be fun. I mean, Georgia's the last net ranking metric kind of, you know, trap. You got to you work your way around the, in these final four games. It's you got to avoid the bad loss. Yeah, and, that, and, that's, and that, that's what it'd be. Even though their record right now is, it, you know, they, they've improved and where they're at in the standings, but their net ranking, uh, you know, and we kind of talk about, or I do, talk about both sides of your mouth about net ranking, but. You know, the last I looked, they were outside the top 100. It is nice to have, as you just addressed, Arkansas be in the top 20, though. That definitely is something if you want to point to. Our net ranking is this. Now, you got to win games. We know that. But it is at least to have that in your back pocket heading into selection. Georgia's 131. So, I mean, that's just a game you got to avoid losing. So, it's a quad, I guess, quad three opponent. But the remaining games, you have some quality opponents that will boost slash keep your net ranking where it is. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, some of this stuff, I mean, you can sound like Geek Patrol pretty fast when you start crunching a lot of these numbers and stuff. And sometimes when I watch these guys on TV, that is what I think. I mean, you know, it's like, holy cow, guys. But, um, you know, this is all going to play out. It's going to be a fun two or three weeks. Uh, we lead the league in... Uh, in no, I, I'm not saying this. I'm saying Thomas. I watch some of this stuff on TV, and I'm like, holy cow, Chuck guys. Just call, he just suddenly called us nerds, Tommy. Yeah. You talking know, about net rankings. I, I <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, it's Phil Elson. From all these years watching baseball, I've grown accustomed to watching closers in their element. James Teague isn't closing innings anymore, he's closing cases. With almost 30 years in the business, Teague Law Firm is a general practice firm that can help you with most family law issues, divorce, custody, and child support. They can also help with criminal law, both felonies and misdemeanors. Call James and the Teague Law Firm at 479-531-2785, 531-2785, online at teague-law.com. The Teague Law Firm, if they can't help you, they'll talk baseball. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from the NFL and bowl season to esports. You'll find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V. BetOnline, where the game starts. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. So we were talking about a variety of things that happened over the weekend. We haven't mentioned the Genesis Invitational just yet. John Rom takes that home. I know Tiger, there's some stories surrounding him over the weekend. You got the baseball team that beat Texas on Friday. You crush Oklahoma State on Sunday. And then you drop one against TCU on Saturday. And the basketball team winning. Guys, we also had the... Daytona 500 this weekend. Yeah. Did y'all watch any? I, I know our audience, a good some yeah. of our audience likes that. Um, so my question is, have you ever been to a NASCAR race? And if not, which one do you want to go to to get off the bucket list? Have been to a NASCAR race. Okay. Uh, Chuck, our old buddy, Ed Ranischewski, used to be at Ream. <laughs> yeah. They're, Ream, uh, who is a Fort Smith-based company, is big into the NASCAR game. They sponsor some cars. Is there still drivers. a Ream car? I, there used to be a car with their logo on I it. believe they're still sponsoring. Yeah, are they? Okay. Anyway, I went to Texas Motor Speedway. And okay. first time I'd been to a race, didn't know what I was getting into. They had a nice suite right near the the the, the, the finish line. And they, uh, I mean, they, had, I mean they, they were so big time. They had Mike Joy come in and spend 30 minutes with everyone in the suite before the race. Kind of, here's what's going to happen today. It'd be like having Chuck Berry come to your suite before a, a Razorback yeah. football Nothing game. better than so that. So we, we slip down. <laughs> so we're, we're, you know, we're up there eating lobster tail and filet mignon. And we go, to, we, and they, you get the headsets where you can listen to the drivers oh, and all that. Oh, that's cool. So he said, hey, let's go down. They had some, they had about 20 seats that were just right up from the start finish line. And here's where I knew I was at a NASCAR race. Every time, it was a bunch of, bunch of, uh, Dale Jr. fans there. Okay. Every time he'd come up, they'd stand up, yeah, you know, they'd, they'd raise hell. And every time Jeff Gordon come around, everybody'd stand up in unison and give him the double bird. And this went on for, I mean, I thought, all right, this is a one-lap deal. No, I was there for 50 laps. They did it 50 times. Wow. Every time Dale came by, they'd get up and give one of them. And every time the old Rainbow Warrior came by, double birds. So that's NASCAR in a nutshell right there. Okay. I've never been. But it's awesome. um, you ought to go once at least. I'm going to go, and, and I mean I've already got it planned out. I'm not going until it happens, and I don't know how it's going to happen. 
But when I go, it's going to be Talladega. Yep. I'm going to watch from the top of a Winnebago. Are you going to have your shirt on? Uh, you going to have your shirt on? You know, maybe yeah. so. Maybe so. Who knows? With a bush light in one hand? Maybe so. I want to do the whole deal. I want the NASCAR experience. Here's I don't want to go sit in a suite. I want to sit in the infield. Well, I, I yeah, want to party with the people. I'm Absolutely. a man of the people. You guys know that. But I don't know how you're going to get the mullet to work. That's the thing that I don't yeah. know where the mullet's well, going to come you from. You buy one at Walmart or something. <laughs> that, is, that is the classic look right there for the guy who's bald and he's got the little fryer tuck ring around the you know the back and lets that thing grow out into a yeah. mullet. Well, that's the look right there. Dana Holgerson has uh, just refuses to get a haircut. That's something he's kept on. Remember the picture of Spurrier at one of these deals and he had his shirt off. He's yeah. up there leaning oh, on the yeah. top of yeah, that, Absolutely. That's exactly how you do it. That's so why the people the, love him. If the old ball coach can do it, I think Chuck Barrett can do it. So you got right. Talladega, you got the Daytona 500, and the Indianapolis 500. Is there another one that I'm missing of the famous ones? Again, this is oh, something Bristol I, is. I mean, Bristol, it, okay. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of ones that have been around for years. I mean, in high bank tracks. Uh, you know, I'd like to go to because it it's a short track. What a half mile track at Bristol. That'd be fun at high bank. But one of the things we did at Texas Motor Speedway, we went down on the track and. To the infield before, mm-hmm. and you don't realize till you've been to one of those in person how steep those banks are. Oh, really? Those corner. Oh, I mean, you, 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 in some places, some tracks, you couldn't even walk up and they'd be. You know, I was struck by that, and this was the uh, track in Indianapolis when we were up there for the tournament yep. a couple mm-hmm. of years ago. Team went out there, and uh, no, you're right. I mean, you want a good workout? Just walk up one of those banks. <laughs> I mean, it's incredible. Mm hmm. I, uh, I was going to mention that the fact that they let us uh, go and experience I didn't get a chance to make it because I think I came up a day later or whatever, but if you got there early like Chuck did, they, yeah. they got a chance to see I, the Indianapolis 500. I've driven by, we, we drove over from Orlando to Daytona mm-hmm. just to see the ocean, see the Atlantic, and drove by Daytona, uh, and it was speed week actually, one of the weeks we were there, uh, but uh, and they have another one in the summer, no, it wasn't then, it wasn't in February, it's the, it, the one in the summer. I'd love to go to to that that venue for a race. I mean, uh, that's the Super Bowl of motor racing. It's what you saw yesterday. I watched about fifteen laps. I didn't. Okay. I didn't stay with it, and I, I quickly realized, hey, all the old names I know, all the household names to me, they've all been a lot of them been replaced. There's a lot of these twenty somethings that I don't know who these guys are. Well, you know, I'm going to watch more to figure out who's who. That's life in general. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I mean... Where's uh, Rusty Wallace? That's exactly right. Where's Richard Petty? Where's Richard Petty? Where's Richard Petty? Jeez. Where's where's Martin Martin? Can't find Uh, any of these guys. Arkansas Connection. Yeah, I I couldn't... I know the Bush brothers. That's about it. A lot of them, you know, in the old days, Chuck Chuck will know this, a lot of them raced right over here at Tri-State. Oh, absolutely. Martin Martin used to race at Tri-State. Rusty Wallace. There's a bunch of the... The dirt tracked it, and back then they had asphalt uh, years ago. There's a there's a rich history in Southern Missouri um, and Arkansas of dirt track racing. A lot oh, of those absolutely. guys, a lot of those guys, uh, spent times on tracks around here. That's so. what they paid the bills with. Yeah, I mean that's that's where they, as they say, they cut their teeth. All right, that's your Red River Dodge Morning Rush Daily Question: Should Chuck have his shirt off at a NASCAR race? Brought to you by Red yeah, River Dodge yes. Heber, Heber Springs, Arkansas's number one. Ram dealer, log on at redriverdodge.com. 
This hour of Chuck Barrett on the Morning Rush is presented by Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Professional people, professional service. Schedule your service appointment today at gopascal.com. Guys, it's always good when you beat the Texas Longhorns in anything, baseball, football, basketball, tiddlywinks, it really doesn't matter. And you beat them in their own state on Friday night in front of a pretty good Razorback crowd. One of the things that Brady Tiger was talking about is you outnumbered their fans in their own state and you beat them head-to-head thanks to a good performance from Tiger Hagen Smith. Yeah, the main thing is you won. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that you know, fans are great and all that, but fans didn't take any bats, but uh, they, they had a good showing this weekend. That's exactly what you need to do is not go get swept. Um, Chuck, I don't know what you take away from this weekend as far as projecting the season. I don't think it means anything as far as, boy, this this means you're going to be an elite team. It, I think it shows you got potential to be a really great baseball team, but you know we've seen teams go down there and struggle and still turn out to be all right by the end of May. Yeah, Texas went 0 and 3 and still ended up in Omaha one time, and you know they went 0 and 3 this time. So who knows? But you know you uh, you benefit from playing those teams. It's a long season. I mean, it's a long season, and Arkansas is going to play Grambling tomorrow, and that's going to be different than you know, playing down there. I was struck by the fans, though. I am uh, I am not one, frankly, who focuses a lot on the crowd, but I, you could not help but be impressed by, I mean, that game came on Friday night. I knew there were a lot of people going. I knew a lot of people who were going. And, uh, you know, I plopped down my money, and I play, uh, paid for Flow Sports, and I watched it, and um, I was so impressed. I mean, wow. You know, it with was like sport. a football. Well, it was with the with the crowd. <laughs> oh, I thought you. I will say sports. this now. I will say this. Flow Sports has gotten better. I mean, they're not ESPN. They're not CBS yet, but they've gotten a lot better. I'll give them that. There's a lot left to do, but they're better well, than they were. When you start the floor, Chuck, there's no. No, I, I'm not Come disagreeing on, with that. I'm not disagreeing with that. They they absolutely did. Yeah. But evidently, some of the money they've made, they've put back into production. So I'll give them credit for that. They, they, they're not good, but they're not as bad as they were. But I was struck by the fans. I, I mean, it was uh, – um, and, you know, they did a pretty good job with their crowd mics because you could hear them. And every time Arkansas did something, you know, you could hear them. You could hear them calling the hogs. It was just really – Yeah, I- one of, one of the things I remember, that this event was played in Houston, I don't know, three or four years ago. And just the sheer number of fans overall was mm-hmm. so much different this time around. I think just being in Arlington, having that alumni base there, uh, the fact that Dallas is just you know physically closer yeah. than, than Houston, I think is, is a much bigger deal. Because I remember watching those, and it was a sparse crowd mm-hmm. for everybody, not just Arkansas. I think these events have become destination type events, Ty, for for Razorback fans, for Texas fans, for Oklahoma State fans, these these there's a reason they invite this this group of schools to go to that event. Yeah. I mean, you think Stillwater to Dallas, Fayetteville to Dallas, Austin to Dallas, all those are pretty close. And so not that Houston is that far off, but Dallas is just more of an appealing city, I think, I mean, for a lot of more, people. It's drivable. Go. Yeah, you know, and that's the uh, that's the key in all this. I was, I mean, it was crazy. Guys, I ran into 20-plus Arkansas people this weekend in St. Louis. Arkansas fans were just out. I just, I know Chuck and you have a lot more experience in this. I just love when you're in another city and you still run into Arkansas fans. You have that. I mean, everyone knows what this is, and I know this isn't the, necessarily the one, but when you're wearing that rage back on your chest, they 
immediately. Even if they're not a fan, they That's know the, what that is. That is that the Peter Millar hole? I don't, what, what I do don't you know which. I don't know what the what this one is. Not I got the a, official, a nicer one. Officially licensed Razorback. I no. like it though. Right, thank you. Sure. Thank you. Um, I like what you're wearing too. But I just like running into Arkansas fans. It's always fun to just interact and and talk a little bit. Yeah, I mean, and um, what it tells you, I think, it shows you some potential for for where this team's at. Like Chuck was saying, you know. Chuck's going to be different when you play Grambling. Then you got Eastern Illinois this weekend. You know, some of the names you've seen, you're, you'll start seeing some different names that didn't quite get an opportunity over the weekend that'll that'll get filtered into the lineup a little bit in some spots uh, these next four games. I would imagine so. You know, this is what you do early in the season. You find out what you got. That's the home opener tomorrow, too. So, I mean, and, and you're going to have people there, and it's a, you know, it's not going to be like if you played Grambling in the middle of the week a month from now. You know, you might bullpen it that day. You might just, you know, throw some guys out there that you wouldn't plan on playing during the weekend. But I don't know right now that you do that. I mean, you gotta you got to play games right now. And um, so I would imagine that at least for a little while, yes, they're going to sprinkle some other guys in, but you got to get your regulars ready too. Yeah. I, may actually, I haven't been to a home opener in a while. Normally the weather's touch and go. It's going to be good mm-hmm. for tomorrow. Normally, like you said earlier, it's a Friday opener. This time it's a Tuesday home opener. That that doesn't always work out. So uh, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, I think I may get by and see the first few innings. I can't stay for the whole game, but I think that's the thing with some of these games. People will dip in and out. They'll, they'll, they'll come after work. They'll get off work a little early and catch the, the middle innings and the late innings. So some people go early and have to get out for high school basketball or whatever's going on. I think you'll see a come-and-go crowd for, for this first, first one tomorrow. Or some people may just take the afternoon off and yeah. grill and tailgate outside Baum Stadium. Yeah. I would imagine there's going to be a, lot, be a of lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Lot of you know, uh, uh, the weather's going to be good. And speaking of the weather, I'm going to bet before this week is over, somebody listening to my voice right now is going to turn their air conditioner on. Oh. I'll bet it happened, it happened before last the week, week is over. Last right. week in my house, my wife, right. one of them days is 80, she did that. <laughs> well, that, uh, that brings me to my friends at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric because, you know, we talked back when it was starting to get cold about how, boy, got to make sure your heater's working. Got to make sure you're ready for winter. Well, now it's the, you know, it's the reverse of that. Now, if you're part of the Pascal Plant Protection Program, you've already had regular maintenance. You're already ready so to speak. They make sure you are. You don't even have to think about it. I'd recommend that because I think that's 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 where you're going to find that, you know, you are running well year round. But, you know, it is a time when you need to make sure that your heating and cooling system is working at its premium. And it's also a time when, you know, we focus a lot on the air. There's also the plumbing and electric. And I don't care if it's warm or cold outside. There's nothing worse than a cold shower. And right now they've got special pricing on tankless water heaters for an endless supply of hot water. Now, this is an Arkansas-owned company. They've been around for over 50 years. They're expanding all over our state. And people are going to find out what the folks in northwest Arkansas have known for 50 years, that when you want professional people, when you want professional service, Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric is where you need to go. And you can schedule your appointment at gopascal.com. We were mentioning a couple of uh, famous people in attendance on Saturday at the game. We had Jessica Alba, of course, and then Jalen Williams, Isaiah Joe, Justin Smith, and Salem Mude all came back in attendance. Guys, they were treated to, I thought, a, an awesome game for this team on Saturday. How much do we take away the fact that Florida didn't have their best player in relative to what Arkansas shot, I think they shot like seventy percent in the second half. Is that how much of that is attributed to the fact that 
Florida did not have their rim protector. Well, some of it is. There's no doubt about it. I mean, some of it is. I mean, then Arkansas took advantage of that. Castleton didn't play, and I thought the story throughout the ball game was Florida's inability to defend the rim without him in the game. I mean, Jatobo's a big guy. He's a space eater, but I mean, he's uh, he's not quick. Um, you know, and, and even some of the other guys, I mean, Graham made the move that he made on the baseline on a six, 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 seven guy. And, um, so, I mean, I, uh, Florida just didn't have any answer inside. And yes, if Castleton had played, it would have been different points in the paint. The Razorbacks had 52 of them. That's the most they've had in an SEC game. Most paint points in an SEC game since 19. So um, they did exactly what they wanted to do there. Did y'all catch – Chuck, I know you did because the vantage point was right in front of you. Tommy, did you see Muss's behind-the-back pass – well, th- thankfully to social media, I, I saw it many times. I yeah. was uh, he, so he catches the ball and dribbles off someone's leg or something, and he just it was a rocket. Like it, it was like his own playing days at San Diego. Was, he was out about the twenty-eight foot line, so I mean he he rifled it about thirty feet down to the baseline. I know we see him shoot baskets and, and play from time to time. He's joked about he doesn't play one on one with Michael anymore, but I uh, still got a little bit based on that pass. He can and, still shoot it. He didn't think he can about still it. shoot it. No. I mean he just. Right behind quick, the back. Quick and decisive. I, I couldn't tell if that was Anthony or uh, or Coach Muss out there. I had to watch it twice to figure out exactly what happened on my phone. Just He did what? The question is, did the behind-the-back pass, was it accurate? I mean, it always looks good when you first pull it off. Oh, it was spot on, yeah. Uh, it went right I actually the, didn't see it, to be perfectly honest. I, I, well, you got to go back and watch it. It was great. I thought, oh, man, this is going to be interesting. They just rifled it in there. It was awesome. Anthony had a, a number of great passes in that game. It was kind of weird. So they, they shot at 58%, but they only had eight assists. Now, they were passing the ball well, but a lot of times they would just get by their guy and take it to the rim themselves. It was kind of unorthodox for what we've seen this team do lately, but so many guys just got it on their own on Saturday. Well, it was a different type game, and, you know, I, I thought that was an interesting stat, too. And, and you know, you have games where, you know, I can remember the other night they had 32 field goals and 19 assists. I mean, it was like, what, 8 and 34, I guess, on Saturday. But that goes back mm-hmm. to, you know, like Graham's move on uh, uh, the Kugel guy on the baseline. I mean, uh, uh, there were just so many instances where uh, they just beat their guy one-on-one. Yeah, and this was a game that was about the pain. Obviously, we talk about the 52 pain mm-hmm. points, but you, you combine up three-point shots made. It's six total between the two teams. Arkansas was two of ten. This was – this was a game that was all about what happened inside the three-point line, Chuck, not not outside of it. You know, in the best games Arkansas has played this year, we don't come away talking about three-pointers. You know, if you really stop and look at some of the best games Arkansas has played this year, it wasn't about the three-pointer. Um, you know, that's the well, style that this team plays, for better or worse. They're, 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 you know, you're not going to look at their best games and say, man, they made a bunch of threes that day. But here's one thing I would say that, that is a factor is, Florida was four of twenty-one, and we no sat question. here and talked about that with Arkansas. It's not the the number on the left; it's the number on the right yeah. that can kill you. And you look at Florida, four of twenty-one, nineteen percent. The twenty-one was a big issue, I thought, for Florida. Well, that's that that to me is the biggest byproduct of Castleton not playing. I mean, we can talk about the obvious, the block shots, the you know all the things, the points that he scores, but. Um, you know, Florida shot an inordinate number of threes. Arkansas knew they were going to do that. You know, they uh, uh, they didn't have any choice. I mean, Jutobo can't score. I, I mean, you're not going to go down and uh, – I mean, they kept trying to run the offense through him the way they do Castleton. Didn't work. But um, I think Arkansas knew there were going to be more threes put up. 
They knew Florida was going to play four or five guards uh, at times during the game, which they did. And so um, Arkansas was well prepared for that. That's too many threes for Florida, but that's a direct byproduct of Castleton not playing. You know, that Jatobo, 6'11", 300. He's just one of those guys goes two of five, scores four points in the game, 25 minutes. It's, it's like all, all guys like me say, well, why is that big? I do more with it. I mean, you just wonder how you're 6'11", 300, and you just don't have more skill than that. I mean, well, it's just, all about the feet, man. Yeah. I mean, go back and watch the game. It's all about the feet. He's just uh, he's a space eater, and it doesn't mean that you know he won't end up being athletic before you know he he he's done. But right now, he's not. Takes a little bit longer for him to adjust. Muss was talking about they didn't get backdoor at all. You mentioned the threes, Tommy, but they run that Princeton style offense, and they didn't really give up that. I know that Arkansas's defense wasn't at great all the time, but for what did Florida end up shooting time it was thirty what percent? Thirty seven yeah. for the game, and that's and a lot of that is because again they didn't have Castle to run their offense, and then Arkansas really just hammered that scouting report by not letting them go backdoor. Well, they you know they bring Jatobo up to the high post and. You know, I'm sure they did that with Castleton, and that's that's where you get a lot of your back doors from. And um, he's not Castleton. I mean, he's not even. I, I mean, look, Castleton was the team in many respects for them. He was their key player offensively, key player defensively. Everything ran through him. And um, you don't lose a player like that and not have it affect you. Hot Take Monday brought to you by Wheels RV, five miles west of Exit 72, off of I-49 in Springdale. The best brands like Forest River. KZ, Heartland, Keystone, and Alliance, all at the best prices. And that lifetime warranty on every new RV they sell gives you the peace of mind you've been looking for. Wheels RV, five miles west of exit 72 off of I-49 in Springdale. Seek, explore, discover with Wheels RV. Charlie Camden's phone in. He's got some thoughts on this basketball team. Charlie, go ahead, man. Oh, good morning, guys. Uh, well, I guess you, Ty, you like me. You feel much better after Saturday a little bit, man. I mean, I'm not, I'm not sold yet, but I feel a lot, a lot better than I did after last week. Uh, obviously, a big win. A win that, in my opinion, I don't look at and go, oh, yes, that's a great win. They, they got to win that game, and they did it in a way that they should have. And when you're talking about a guy like Caston, Chuck, you just said it. I mean, the dude is – you talk about an MVP of a team. <laughs> he is that for Florida. Uh, he is everything for Florida, so – they did what they needed to do, and I'm I'm glad that uh, Nick got to play as many minutes as he did, and everybody just kind of contributed. Guys, I wanted to talk about something though. The fact that Devo scored zero and you won that way that tells you that this team does have, you know, enough guys. I want to say this though, um, before I get off here, you know, uh, Ty on Nick's shot right now, I think it's just lack of rhythm, his jump shot from deep. I think he's going to get that going. And when that happens, we're going to be even better. And also, you know, somebody said about Graham, we need to be starting him. The only reason I disagree with that, Graham's going to take advantage of mismatches, you know, that favor him. I think he's a matchup guy. I don't think he's a guy that consistently night in, night out and go out and do what he did Saturday. That's just my opinion. I like the kid. I think he's a good player, but that's just my opinion on that. Anyways, guys, I'll hang up and listen. Thank you, Charlie. Yeah, I think Graham's a matchup guy, just pure and simple. Um, and the matchup favored him in a big, big way on Saturday. I'm not concerned about Devo not scoring because Graham scored 26. You know, you look at uh, look at the points between Mikel, Mackay, and Graham 
um, you know, that's, uh, uh, that's pretty much half your point total right there. And what I'm driving at is I think that a lot of the points they got out of the low post they might not normally have gotten because they had so many mismatches inside. You're not normally going to get 26 out of your low post guy. So those are points that, you know, otherwise would have gone to the guards. Yeah. Um, you know, if you've got Castleton in the ball game, I don't know the I don't know how much Graham plays, just to be frank. But um, without him, it was the perfect matchup, and so that's where the points came from. And you know, if Devo had scored twenty six and Graham hadn't scored anything, we wouldn't be talking about that. Um, but because it's the other way around in Devo, we are. I, I just thought the points were distributed differently Saturday. Yeah, and those three combined for forty of the eighty four. Yeah, point. yeah. I mean, that's a lot of points right there. Nick's stat line at the end of the game didn't look great, four for thirteen, but he started out three for five, knocked down some free throws. What I liked from him immediately was aggressiveness, and I'm not just talking about selling. He had some open looks from three, and they looked like they're going in. But he was aggressive on some of those transition buckets. Would you like to see kind of him getting back? trusting that knee again because for those that have had knee issues that's one of the main things you just don't necessarily trust it at certain points when you're trying to get back in a rhythm of things i just think he's gonna get better game to game chuck i think so too i think so too i tell you what i watched him elevate on that first shot he made there at the elbow it didn't look like there was anything wrong with him to me yeah i just think just knocking some rust off and getting back in the groove and i think he'll play even better against georgia coming up tomorrow night Introducing Your Choice Tuesday at Buffalo Wild Wings. Buy one, get one 50% off on our traditional wings on Tuesdays. Then the best thing about Thursday at Buffalo Wild Wings is buy one, get one free on our boneless wings. Both offers are now available for dining and carryout. Some exclusions apply. Visit your Buffalo Wild Wings in Bryant, Little Rock, Sherwood, Conway, Fort Smith, and in Jonesboro. Buffalo Wild Wings. Roar! Chuck Barrett here. I know a thing or two about making great calls in Arkansas. And when it comes to your home service needs, make the call to Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. The friendly pros at Pascal have been serving Arkansas for more than 50 years. And as the weather changes, make sure your system is ready with a Pascal protection plan. Call the pros at Pascal and get a seasonal tune-up, discounted services, and priority scheduling. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned. Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic, just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. Arkansas dominates the Florida Gators on Saturday, 84-65, to 500 in FCC play. You'll host the Georgia Bulldogs tomorrow night. Guys, good to get back even. You got four games remaining before you go to Nashville for the SEC tournament. You did what you had to do on Saturday. No doubt. I mean, they played well, played great defense. That's what gives them a chance. 
in these last four games. I mean, that's what gives them a chance. I, um, I'm not conceding anything to Alabama when we get there. I think Arkansas has got the length to defend them. Um, but uh, first things first, you got to beat Georgia. Yeah, I mean, if you go two and two down the stretch, you feel comfortable that you'll make the tournament. I don't think you're worried about having to make things happen in Nashville. Three and one's gravy. Anything less than two and two probably means you got work to do in Nashville. Mm-hmm. I'd say it's a good way to look at it. Baseball wise, two and one this weekend in Arlington. You beat Texas on Friday night. You crush Oklahoma State on Saturday. Here's or, or Sunday, excuse me. Here is Dave Van Horn on his team bouncing back Sunday. I really don't want to use the word toughness because I. I don't, I don't question that one bit. It's character. They, they're the proud program. Didn't go well yesterday. And they didn't sulk and they didn't point their finger at each other. They just got some rest and got up this morning and got after it. And that was after TCU got the better of them on Saturday. And for Arkansas to bounce back, guys, at least to close out the weekend the way they did, gives them some confidence heading into Tuesday night. No doubt. I mean, uh, you know, that's uh, that's important. Good teams don't don't lose consecutive games you know good teams when they lose they come back and play well the next day I think you know the thing that's encouraging about this to me is that you know I think they're the embodiment of their coach I think they continue to be as a program that's how Dave is you know Dave said something after the game when they lost uh, TCU that I've heard him say a million times he said I'm glad we play tomorrow um, that's what a competitor does he wants to get right back out there the next day and his teams have always reflected that. I expected him to play. You know, Oklahoma State was out of pitching, and Arkansas should have taken advantage of that, and they did. But I thought they'd come back and play well Sunday. I don't know if they'd win, but um, he's pretty good at that after a loss. He knows what he's doing, and uh, his teams generally respond. It's a hot take Monday, right? I, I was thinking about this yesterday. Dave Van Horn's the most impactful hire as a head coach in my lifetime outside of Nolan Richardson. I mean, well, for his program, that's for sure. I think on that campus. I mean, tell me who's had more of an impact beyond Nolan Richardson. And no disrespect to John McDonald and that track program and the 40 national titles, but that doesn't impact the overall program and the finances and the fan base and the pride we take and all of that the way, Dave, what what he has done in the 20, was it 24 season, whatever it is. 21st. 21st, you know. I think next to Nolan Richardson winning you that national title and what he brought to that basketball program. And then I would probably put Muss somewhere not too far down that list. But Dave Van Horn, to me, in my lifetime, is the second most impactful hire that's been made on that campus. Well, I think that what Dave has that just comes naturally, I don't think he necessarily tries to do it. I mean, he's, uh, he's probably the most relatable for our fan base in terms of being a human being. I mean, he's the most relatable. Um, Coach Pittman and Coach Muss are just, uh, I mean, when their teams are doing well, they're just mega stars. You know, Dave goes down aisle three at the grocery store and gets what he needs, goes to the counter and pays and leaves. And I, I'm not saying he, he works in anonymity. It's certainly not like that. But I'm saying that you know, he strikes our fan base, I think, is just a regular guy. You know, somebody that could live down the street from him. And um, I think they relate to him in a personal way that they don't relate to our other coaches. And I say that respectfully to the other coaches. Longevity has a lot to do with it. Well, and, and consistency. Um, he is the yeah, model absolutely. of consistency. And, and uh, you know, you don't uh, – one thing we know about our baseball program is we're going to be in the hunt. You know, I mean, when we talk about who's going to win the SEC, we're, 
we're going to be in the conversation. You know, when you talk about who's going to go to Omaha, they're going to mention the Razorbacks as a possibility. And I think that's the, uh, that's the standard that's been set. And he said proud program. And it is a proud program. It's a proud fan base. It's a proud everything. And that's why when, you know, you get kicked around a little bit one day, you're ready to come back the next. Chuck, we're a proud damn state if you hadn't heard. That's exactly you know? right. That, 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 that quote's been uh, used a little bit, hasn't it? Once or twice. Uh, speaking of proud, last thing here in your hog update, uh, Courtney Diefel, now the all-time winningest coach for the Arkansas softball program. Here's Coach Pittman congratulating her on that feat. Congratulations, Coach Diefel, Arkansas's all-time winningest coach. And you're not over 60. I mean, uh, you're young. Congratulations, Coach. I'll be out to the games. Well-deserved. Go Hawks. Hey, she's uh, she's pretty impactful, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, she's pretty impactful, exactly. too. You know, that, uh, that program was really in a bad spot when she took over. Well, the fact that you can be the all-time in a, in a sport that play, I don't know how many, I know it's 56 in baseball. I don't know how many regular season there are in softball, and, and shame on me for not knowing, but... The fact that at 244 wins or whatever it was, you become the all-time, that tells you where that program's been and exactly what you're saying, that the impact she's had in such, in relative terms, a very Wake. short career. Yeah. Seems like she just got here. I mean, to think about that, and then the juxtaposition with baseball, you've had two coaches since, what, 1970 was Norm's first yeah. year? You've yeah. had two, Norm yeah. and Dave, since 1970. In 52 seasons, you've had two coaches in baseball. Wow. <laughs> Very remarkable. Well, you, you know, Hunter was on the uh, the telecast uh, for a little bit yesterday, and, um, you know, he, he made the point. I mean, you know, Dave will spoil you. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, if you're an athletic director, Dave will spoil you. And, you know, he, he's a, one of those guys, you leave him alone, let him run his program. Build him a building. I don't That's know. what Hunter did. I don't know if y'all saw this graphic. I, I can't 100% um, confirm the authenticity, but the fact that Arkansas baseball apparently is drawing bigger attendance in the Oakland Athletics. That's and, last uh, year's average okay, for the two. 22 season. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool just to see where I this I mean, obviously they didn't play the game at home yet this year. So. I know you, you guys have talked about the crowd at George Cole Field and even at Bomb back in the day, not nearly being what it is. But, I mean, like y'all said, they, you got great weather tomorrow. There's going to be, I think, a decent oh, crowd. Oh, there's going to be a big crowd tomorrow. Yeah. There'll be a big crowd. Good. That is going to do it for your Hog Update. It is brought to you by Mr. Sparky. You don't have to put up with any malarkey. Call 888 Eight sparky. Tell you, hang on, I'm just going to interrupt you. Let me tell you what we're going to do. Why don't we give away some tickets for tomorrow? I right, that's, that? oh, that's a great idea. How many? Weather's going to be great. Let's give away. Uh, let's give away a pair now. We may give away another pair before the show's over. Cut eight seven seven three seven seven six nine six three. If you want a pair of tickets to Arkansas home opener against Grambling State tomorrow, what time's that game at? Three o'clock. Three o'clock. Okay, then you can call us right now. What caller do you want to do, Tommy? Caller seven. Caller 7. Again, if you want to win tickets for tomorrow, opener, Baumwalker Stadium, Could take win off. 18 for the 18 runs. That would have made Christian's job yeah, a, little a lot harder. We'll do caller number 7. Let's give away some tickets. Okay. Tommy's being, uh, being caring and sharing this morning here right. on Hot Take Monday. I want there to be a big crowd. I think I, th- I think there's no question that there's going to be Clearly, this pair I give away is going to... You're going to tilt the crowd one way or another. Oh, that, I'm going to go buy about one, one fifteen, and eat. I know a lot of people are going to be cooking out there. Chuck's going to get him some free, free food. Freeload, I'm just yeah. Gonna... yeah, I'm going to freeload. That's exactly <laughs> right. That's exactly what I'm going to do. 
At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic. Just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. That's a great place to... I had not been to Roadhard Park until, I guess, last year for the first time. And there that is a very That's cool venue. That's where the pros venue. are at. Yeah. These are the pro tailgaters, Chuck. That, that, these, well, are the, these are the people that do it and know what they're doing with tailgating. Absolutely. I mean, down there, you know, if you've, if you've got a big game on Saturday, Friday night down there, is uh, it's fun to go down there. Now, they're generally... They're about my age group, so, I mean, it shuts down fairly early. But it's a... Uh, no, nah, they have a great oh. time. There, there's some wonderful people down there. They were out late one night. I was there. They were partying to ne- nearly a quarter of ten one night. One night. Wow. I, mean, I believe it. Almost, I believe it. It didn't quite make ten, but about, about a quarter to. Y- you you know, every time I go by there, I think, man, that's what I want to do. Here in about ten years, I just want to check out, <laughs> get an RV. I might even live in it like Trapper John did on that old show, and uh, <laughs> just, just, just live in that thing. Trapper and, uh, John, indeed. That would be uh, that. You know, that'd be fun. <laughs> oh man, it is do you a- even know what? that reference no, he had idea. no idea what i was talking no, about not one that's I, way over my, my parents head. watched that when i was a kid trapper john md yeah it was a uh it was it was gray's anatomy before gray's anatomy is that that's an old guy yeah. reference yeah. that's an old guy reference it was it, it it uh let's see we might as well bring up dallas and knott's landing too while we're <laughs> I at do know, it. i do know dallas well you I probably know, i didn't watch those shows yeah. i do know dallas back in the day but Guys, I know we've gotten some texts this morning. Scott appreciates that we're on show today. President's Day for some is a day that people get off. I know there'll be people at the races and whatnot, but uh, it's I guess is that just all federal jobs that are off today? Yeah, it's or, a federal holiday. Okay. Man, I'll bet Oklahoma is hopping oh, today. Oh, man, I wish I was there. be a good day for, for a corned beef sandwich and a cold one on the rail. I'll mm-hmm. bet a lot of people do that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, a lot of people, I mean, my kids were out of school Friday for like mm-hmm. teacher development professional something day, and then um, but they go to school today. But there's some schools that are out today. Some of the schools are out today. Yeah. You know. you're telling me you're you're kind of exhausted from the weekend. Sounds well, like we you stayed up a little. Yeah, too we late. did cheer competition this weekend. By the Ooh. way, level one grand champions over ah. in Tulsa. Yeah, rock. There was no rock drama there. there. Oh, there was no drama in that room. <laughs> none at all. And uh, so yeah, we uh, we had a little cheer. It was a two day your competition. I mean, what every dad wants to do is a two-day, not a one-day. One day is not nearly enough. So, is Laura one of those intense cheerleader moms that's... Not nearly to the level of some of the others. I mean, I call it I call it artificial hype. You okay. ought to see some of, of, of what goes on, but the, the, the hair and makeup routine is just something that's lost on me, but uh, 
what what you have to do to prepare an 11 year old for a cheer competition with hair and makeup uh, is something probably even Jessica Alba doesn't go through to get ready for a for a scene in that a movie. Ex- that extensive. Oh, oh. Unbelievable. Jeez, Lee. So that, that tired you out. Chuck, you obviously had the game, and you got to relax outside that, watch some other – I mean, we got plenty of Arkansas sports you were talking well, we about. We had baseball. We had golf on the TV mm-hmm. this weekend. There was- I watched Tiger yesterday. I watched Tiger. I uh, I was on the iPad until it was on TV, and I watched watch him throughout the day Tiger, yesterday. Yeah, yeah he, was, uh, he, went, he went out at 10.15 yesterday morning. And um, if Tiger's on, I'm watching. He, he finished under – did he finish under par? Or finished he one under. Okay. He had finished a four, one, one under par. Four under round on Saturday. I think okay. It was and then, oh. um, yeah. I mean, he's still physically not there. Oh. I mean, it, I mean, you could tell, and I don't know that he's going to be. I, I mean, I don't know that he's going to be. I think this is going to be it. You know, as far as how he is physically, and you could really tell yesterday. You know, you could tell the toll it had taken yesterday, but he's still Tiger. No. Uh, he, here's what he said after the after the tournament, just kind of his plan moving forward. My goal, you know, each and every year from here going forward is to play in all the majors. And I'm not going to play too much more than that. My my body, my leg, just and my back just won't allow me to play much more than that anymore. So that that was my goal last year, and I was able to play three of the four. You know, this year hopefully I can play all all four this year, and that's going to be my schedule going forward because of all the limitations I have. That's what you've talked about. Yeah, I mean, he, you know, but but honestly, he didn't. Play Play a lot more than that when he before the car crash. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's Tiger Woods, but uh, there was a there was a video of when he was being introduced on. I guess it was Thursday, and uh, they're going through the the deal and tight and then they that's please welcome to the tee, Tiger Woods, and the crowd goes nuts, and he just looks over to JT and gives him this look like. I'm still the man. <laughs> and, right. and JT just kind of bows his head. And, and <laughs> it was just one of those. And I know people got upset about his joke and all that. But, I mean, you know, that's what golf is when guys play. It's one guy giving the other guy the needle. It's, 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 it's constant that amongst a group of friends that are playing golf. And, well, it, and it started there with that look. And he just looked at him like, hey, you may be in better shape. You may have a lower score when this is all done. But I'm still the man. What makes Tiger, I think, appealing now is he finally moved beyond. Now, look, we've learned maybe a little more than we wanted to about him, but, you know, early in his career was he's a robot. He's a robot. You know, everything's uh, orchestrated. There's nothing real about him. Well, I mean, he got real, real fast when all that personal stuff came out there. It's like, wow, you know, Tiger is a real guy. But um, I think the fact that he does show that side of him now makes him more appealing as he ages. I don't know if you guys saw the video as well. I think there was a little girl that had a heart transplant, and she had an honor sign to meet Tiger Woods. He went over and checked the box, yeah. and then he also gave her an autographed glove, which meet, I thought was, was really it cool. Was meet Tiger, play Augusta, and then the the, the transplant? Mm-hmm. So he could have taken care of both of those boxes. Yeah. By the way, I mean you know so. But uh, you know what you see with Tiger on the screen is a whole lot different than what it looks like at the venue. You know, you see Tiger on the small screen. You don't see the the, the wide shot of you know, 10,000 people following him, and then two holes over, you got maybe 100 watching the, you know, watching the other guy. Mm-hmm. It's when you see that, it makes it to me even more remarkable that he can perform because uh, I don't know, uh, you know, first off, when they line up, you know, when he hits a shot out of the rough, I mean, all their lives would be in danger if it was me. But, uh, you know, Tiger... Uh, just how he deals with all that, to me, has been the most remarkable thing about him. You know, so, Chuck, you and I went over to the PGA Championship at Southern Hills. I and mean, just to give you an idea of what 
Tiger does. There, there became a rumor that Tiger was was down hitting balls and was going to play some holes, and we had not been able to see him yet. But here we go, you know, a 40- and 50-something-year-old guy, and we're now we're hightailing it, and there's others on the course because this – and it turned out he wasn't even there, but grown men are – you know, we weren't dead sprinting, Chuck, but we were in a, in a hurry to get there because we thought we were going to get a glimpse of Tiger hitting some golf ball. Well, here's the thing. I mean, if you're a golf fan and you've had on your bucket list, I want to go watch Tiger play, uh, first off, you better get tickets to the majors because that's where it's going to be. But uh, you better do it fast, too. I mean, uh, because, you know, he'll, as I said last week, they'll, they'll continue to trot him out there. And he's got a brand to protect, and he's got a brand to sustain, and he's going to get out there as much as he can. But, um, you know, in terms of him being around for Saturday and Sunday, I don't know at the majors that we're going to see. You know, I think we'll see more tournaments where he misses the cut than makes it. But, you know, he's still Tiger. He's still golf. And uh, he changed the game. But that's starting. And I guarantee you with him playing, with him playing, rounds across America will go up. Question. But when – when you have the ability to make grown men, mature men, people that that oh, have yeah. professional like, people that don't and, run, people that when you they have, I run. mean, who who does it? Jordan, <laughs> Tiger, Brady, who else? You are are you making? You know, are you doing something you don't normally do to get there to see a glimpse? There's not that many on that list. Tiger's still on that list, even though his game's not where it once was. Tiger's the only one on of that group on that would make my list. You know, that I would actually like hurry. To go see, which is kind of what we did. We kind of power walked. We didn't really. Yeah, we, we sort of power, power walked, walked over. God, pain to see that. Did my invite get lost in the mail? I just didn't. No, there that. was never an invite. No, uh, no, no. It, it did not get lost. Never uh, got mailed. Yeah. <laughs> just like Tommy tells me a week or two before, I am going to Southern Hills for the PGA Championship. I'm waiting for the next statement. Hey, do you want to go? Or hey, we're going to do the show from there. Just never came. Mm. Never yeah. came. There was no show. So. Bummer. Chuck and I had a good time, though. It's great. Yeah, it great sounds, time. sounds like it was a great time. I mean, listen, I didn't want to put you in that position because we did a lot of talk that week. What were the the uh, the twenty four ounce beers were eighteen dollars? That sounded a little steep. You were you were really complaining about that, so I didn't want to pri- put I you did, in that spot. I just you know? thought that was that was pricey. I mean, I can only I don't expense alcohol, so I, that just seemed like <laughs> something else. Well, here's <laughs> the thing about that over there. I didn't know till we got there. Yes, they were eighteen dollars, but they were twenty four yeah. ounce yeah. beers. They were two for it's one, like buying two beers. Yeah, now it's too much. I mean, it's too much. It's outrageous. The last four and five I bought five. one, and I, I I bought one, and that was the end of the day for me. Yeah. But um, there was, you know, it, it wasn't like you were paying eighteen bucks for a you know twelve ouncer. Yeah, it's not that bad. Tommy, you referenced the the bracket that came out over the weekend. Mm-hmm. You've got the four one seeds. Kansas got the biggest win of the weekend. They dominated Baylor in the second half in in Allen Fieldhouse. You got Bama, Kansas, Houston and Purdue, and that kind of got me thinking. Chuck, I was looking at the the first-round sites. Is there any place that you want to wind up? I mean, I, I know the, the basketball team's not set in stone to go to the NCAA tournament just yet, but is there any place where you'd like to wind up with this team in the first round out of the destinations? Well, I, I think Orlando's on that list, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it is. Well, well then that, that, you know, that'd be okay. It's not bad. You know, you look at, and this is how I operate, when I look at the NCAA early round sites, I categorize them into warm weather, <laughs> cold weather, <laughs> coat, no coat. And uh, I like the no coat sites. 
Bar like but San Francisco, I know that wasn't first round. That, that, Dude, that looked was, like a cool trip, though. That yeah. was a great trip. That was a great trip. Now, I'd been there before, so which was really good because yeah. I knew where to go. And um, But I know a lot of people had not. It's yeah. one of those cities that's kind of a once-in-a-lifetime trip for a lot of people. Yeah. So, you know, you think about it. Last year, postseason, they went to Tampa, to Buffalo, to San Francisco. Yeah. I mean, uh they covered America yeah. last year in about three weeks. That's for sure. A, you talk about a dumb move. Here I am, supposedly the grand poobah of this deal, and I send Ty to San Francisco rather than send myself. You talk about a dumb decision. Yeah, I was going to oh, say. That was dumb. It's just, I mean, it's 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 a smart business over personal decision. I would I'm no, doing it was better, just all around dumb. Better job on, my, on that trip. It's just okay. Dumb that's, on my just, yeah. won't happen that's, again. Listen, that's you putting the company above yourself, and you've done that from time to time, and <laughs> it's paid off, and yeah. it's going to continue to pay off yeah. in that T- regard. Did we Thank win? Tied the, tie the we face win? of the <laughs> station did. in San Francisco. We did. I told, I told you after I saw Madison Pruitt that week, I said there's not a chance they're losing on Thursday. Not a bleeping chance, and they did. You were the key. You were the key. I'm not going to yeah. say I was the key. Audis Tony shutting down Andrew Nimhard was the key. but All right, you were the second biggest the key. The second biggest key. <laughs> right. Thank you. The second biggest key. You're I, more I, of a doorknob I mean, you think about last year, There's, and I know this team, Still got the re- the postseason to play out, but I mean, the highs you had last year—you beat the number one team in the country, you beat Kentucky, which is always fun, and then you beat the number one overall seed in Gonzaga. Yeah. I mean, that's it, what that's what you're trying to chase this year, and that that's what's frustrating about this. And you know, last year you'd have been on this bracket preview, mm-hmm. you know, third or fourth, and that's that's where we expected to be at this point, Chuck, as a program. As a fan base, this was what you thought you would be listed on as amongst, theoretically, the 16 best teams in the committee's opinion is this one through four in each region. That That's what fans are having to, to, to revolve back to or, or, and realize and recalibrate expectations. You know, we're near that. Well, you know, you recalibrate your expectations in terms of where you're going to be seated. And, um, yes, seating matters. But sometimes seating is just more an affirmation for a fan base than anything else. Like, for example, I, I don't – if you're eight or nine, there's no difference. I mean, six mm-hmm. you know, six seeds go to the Final Four all the time. I mean, eight seeds have made it. I mean, you've had seeds lower than that that have made it. Um you know, get in the tournament. Get in that tournament. And I think that people, the expectation still is they're going to win when they get in the tournament. And, uh, you know, maybe people thought they'd win the regular season. And I know there was a lot of talk about that. But, you know, it's not going to happen. So, um, but I still think when they get to the NCAA tournament, people expect them to win. Guys, let me give away some baseball tickets before we go any Come further. On. Can Come I do that right now? Come on. Wiker Realtors, a Griffin company. We talk about this a lot. They'll, uh, hey, They'll sell your home for you. They'll fix you up when you're buying a home, and they'll make sure you got tickets to the ball game. I don't go. know how much more you could ask than that. They've got four tickets. These are in the outfield, but they're in the chair back section. They're in the chair back section out in left field, and they're aisle seats. That's, that would be the big part for me. They're aisle seats, and there's four of them. Let's take the fifth caller. Got take it. the fifth caller. We'll give away those. Now, let me tell you about Wiker Realtors, the Griffin Company, too. If you are selling or buying a home, uh, I'll recommend these guys wholeheartedly. These are the best trained agents in the business. When you partner with a Weikert agent, when you partner with an agent from the Griffin Company, there's not anybody out there that's going to have better training. 
That means they know the business better than others. It means they understand the market better than others. They don't do this on the side. This is not where they pick up their, their, their extra money. This is what they do every day. And uh, it makes them a better negotiator on your behalf, and it helps you get from contract to close because when you're in a transaction like this, that's the most important thing. Money's got to change hands at the end of the day. But now they've got an office in Fayetteville. They're in Springdale, Bentonville, Fort Smith, Branson, Missouri. You're going to see their yellow signs all over town. You can log on to WeikerGriffin.com. All right, let's give those baseball tickets away. we got caller five here on uh, line one. Punch them up, Christian. Joe, you there? I am. Joe, you're the winner of the baseball ticket. All right. Hey, these are good seats, Joe. These are good seats. Awesome. So Great, it, looking forward to these, it. Chuck, you said these are in the outfield right above the, the, the bullpen. So, Joe, it's your responsibility. If Grambling somehow hits a home run, you've got to catch that ball, Throw and then you've got to rifle it back into second base. No problem. All right, Joe, hang on. No we'll, problem, guys. We'll get your information and uh, get you set up with them tickets for tomorrow. So put All right. On hold, so. so you get the atmosphere of the outfield with a chair back seat. You know, that's the most important thing. Atmosphere, comfort. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I thought that you were gonna bring in Joe and Avoca, and I was like, there's I was no, hoping it was there, Joe and Avoca. There's no way he's up at eight Joe, nineteen in the morning. There's because all hold. You know, there, there, no holds barred in that outfield. Anything could happen. No. Uh, Joe would fit perfectly mm-hmm. in uh, in the outfield there at uh, in the hog pit. So, yeah, I mean, we were talking about the the boxes, the three purposed uh, construction boxes or whatever they have. Storage in the containers. You got the bases landing now for where the and, and help me on the is it the JB Hunt. Practice I facility, uh, whatever that is, but there's Chuck. Didn't they used to have a uh, a hot tub they had out there for like a yeah? Back in the two? day, there was a hot tub. Yeah, a hot tub Absolutely, the there was. Well, it was down the left field line, the third oh, base yeah. line, yeah, uh, down the corner. We had a hot tub in Airbnb this weekend. They, it was awesome. They uh, it used to be able to. It's right above. I don't know, almost to the foul pole. He had a hot tub out there. That's Ty, tell us about you and all your friends piling into the hot tub. Yeah, yeah we shoved eight got eight guys in there. Uh, no, boy, that sounds like wow. fun, man. Uh, I gotta yeah. keep that one to myself. <laughs> I'd have sick. made up a lie. I'd have told a story. What? Uh, what was that? That was you. To oh, it was not a great invitation. Eight guys, eight guys in well, a hot Chuck tub. Chuck asked. I'm not gonna lie. I'm just gonna mm. tell the truth on that. We had fun this weekend. I wouldn't weekend. have told the truth. It was a it was a good weekend, Chuck. St. Louis is a cool town. I like I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily live there, but I like going there for weekends. I need to go back for a Cardinals game. I haven't. Been I love there. it in the summer. I love it in the summer when the Cardinals are playing. Ask him how much Italian food he had on the hill, Chuck. How much Italian food did, did you and your I? Uh, have embarrassingly, I can't tell you a single occasion that we had it. I had pizza, I think, three times this weekend. Not a well, not that's ideal Italian food. Yeah, I guess, but. Uh, or chains, but I, I, I mistakenly did box, not get any this out weekend. Box, out of the yeah. box, man. Right. Well, box. you had better things to do. Yeah, it was uh, it was cool. It's a that's a fun little weekend. You had to get in the hot tub with eight of your friends. Oh, <laughs> 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 I, I mean, I could have lied and said Jessica Alba flew for. Well, exactly. You could have lied. Just, Instead, no, you told the truth. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm truthful to my own uh, detriment. That's what's the word? Detriment. detriment. Yeah, detriment. I'm truthful yeah. to my own detriment. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I don't. Know I what, can't follow up. I, I, guys can't, I, can't either. I have nothing. You've I know dug where to your go. own grave. Yeah, <laughs> nowhere to get out now. Getting we'll just let in. you land the plane. Uh, this is I'm getting bullied here this morning. Come back to this. I don't even know why I came back after this weekend. 
This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.